Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have terrific guests for today's show, including William Yateman. He is a senior legal fellow with the Pacific Legal Foundation. We'll be talking about what's going on in Capitol Hill. Also, Blake Day will be joining us. He's uh, We're going to be talking about Florida's one-year insurance claim statute that is creating some havoc within the insurance business and for homeowners. Matt Chilinus is a has a practice, a real estate practice, with his wife, uh, Megan, and we'll be talking about the state of the market, uh, real estate market. And Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston, a space architect and author of many books, will be joining us as well. It is February the 16th, and on this day in 1804, during the First Barbary War, <clears throat> U.S. Lieutenant Stephen Decatur led a military mission uh, that famed British Admiral Horatio uh, Nelson called the most daring act of the age. In June 1801, President Thomas Jefferson ordered the U.S. Navy vessels to the Mediterranean Sea to protest of uh, continuing raids against the U.S. ships by pirates from the Barbary states, Morocco, Algeria, Tunis, and Tripolinia. American sailors were often abducted along with the captured booty and ransomed back to the United States as an exorbitant price. After two years of minor confrontation, sustained action began in June of 1803 when a small U.S. expeditionary force attacked Tripoli Harbor in present-day Libya. On October 1803, the U.S. frigate Philadelphia ran aground near Tripoli, which was captured by the Tripolitan uh, gunboats. The Americans feared that they would the well-constructed warship would be both a formidable addition to the Tripolitan uh, Navy as an incentive model for bu- building future Tripolitan uh, frigates, <clears throat> hoping to prevent the Barbary pirates from gaining this military advantage. Lieutenant Stephen Decatur led a daring expedition into Tripoli Harbor to destroy the cap- uh, captured vessel. After disguising himself and his men as Maltese sailors, uh, Decatur's force of 74 men, which included nine U.S. Marines, sailed in Tripoli Harbor on the small two-mast ship. The Americans approached the U.S. Philadelphia without drawing fire from the Tripoli uh, shore guns, boarded the ship, and attacked uh, its Tripolitan crew, capturing or killing all but two. After setting fire to the frigate, uh, Decatur and his men escaped without the loss of a single American. The Philadelphia subsequently exploded when its gunpowder reserve was lit by the spreading fire. Six months later, Decatur returned to Tripoli Harbor as part of a larger American offensive and emerged as a hero again during the so-called Battle of the Gunboats, a naval battle that saw hand-to-hand combat between Americans and Tripolitans. Interesting story, huh? Going back to the early days of of the Marines just uh, formed shortly before uh, Tripoli. Well, S&P 500 closed at another record high on Thursday as stocks rallied to overcome worse-than-expected retail sales data released earlier in the day. So that's good news for the market. And right now, futures are just pretty much neutral, so we'll see how the day turns out. A decision in civil trial against former President Donald Trump and the uh, Trump Organization is expected today, marking the end of a case that may limit the company's ability to operate in the state of New York. Uh, Trish James, of course, is in charge of that. Prosecutors allege that the firm manipulated the value of its real estate assets for financial and tax purposes. <clears throat> no jury is involved in the case. Uh, Judge Aaron Ergeron previously found the Trump Organization committed fraud with only the penalty to be determined. Separately, in Georgia, claims by Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis regarding a relationship with a top prosecutor were contradicted in court yesterday by a former court uh, close acquaintance. Willis, who brought an election interference case against Trump, is accused of hiring Nathan Wade as special counsel while the pair carried on a secret romantic relationship. A judge will decide whether Willis should be disqualified from the case. Finally, she's very indignant about this. I would imagine she doesn't understand the irony 
of uh, she is an innocent woman saying that uh, con- trying to convict an innocent man, Donald Trump. Finally, a March 25th start date was set for the New York trial against Trump linked to uh, alleged hush money payments in 2016 made to adult film star Stormy Daniels. Charges include falsifying business records and a campaign finance violations. It will mark the first criminal trial of a former U.S. president. <clears throat> All lawfare. Unbelievable. Get an update on this from uh, William Yateman, uh, senior legal fellow from the Pacific Legal Foundation. Well, Iowa's uh, Caitlin Clark broke the NCAA Division I women's basketball scoring record last night, passing 3,527 points minutes into the first quarter of the Hawkeye game against Michigan. The 22-year-old point guard averages 32.1 points per game, including a nation-leading 5.23 pointers made per game. She became the first player in NCAA uh, Division I history, men's or women's, to achieve both 3,000 points and 1,000 assists in her career. The reigning uh, Naismith College Player of the Year is credited with elevating women's basketball, breaking attendance and viewership records. The Hawkeyes have played in four of the six most watched women college basketball games this season, including almost 1.8 million viewers on Super Bowl Sunday. With uh, four regular season games in the postseason remaining, she may pass the men's record of 3,667 points scored by Pistol Pete Maravich in 1970. God rest his soul. Pete Maravich, what a shooter he was. Well, private U.S. aerospace company Intuitive Machines successfully launched a uh, phone booth-sized robotic lunar lander uh, early yesterday, hoping to land roughly 180 miles from the moon's south pole Thursday. If successful, the audacious mission would uh, mark the first-ever private lunar landing and the first U.S. soft landing, reaching the surface of via controlled descent since the Apollo mission in 1972. The lander launched aboard a SpaceX rocket carried six NASA instruments as part of the administration's program to outsource lunar missions to reduce costs. The $120 million scientific payloads are partly designed to help prepare NASA for landing humans on the moon as early as 2026 uh, via its uh, Artemis program. Amazing stuff. <clears throat> well, this is scary. Uh, George Soros is poised to take a massive stake in the nation's second largest radio company, which owns more than 220 stations nationwide, according to court filings. The billionaire's uh, Soros Fund Management has brought up uh, bought up $400 million of uh, debt into Audacity, the number two U.S. radio broadcaster behind iHeartMedia, with stations including New York's WAFN, AFAN, and 101 Winds, as well as the Los Angeles-based KROQ, according to the bankruptcy filings. One insider close to the situation said he believed it was possible Soros was buying the stake to exert influence on public opinion in the months leading up to the 2024 presidential election. This is scary, the source said. Sources uh, told the uh, New York Post that Soros's stake is equal to about 40% of the company's senior debt, a massive chunk which, although not a majority, could yield effective control of the media giant when it emerges from bankruptcy. A hearing to approve Audacity restructuring plan is slated for February the 20th before Judge Christopher Lopez in Houston in a bankruptcy court. Odyssey uh, filed for bankruptcy on January the 7th with $1.9 billion of debt, under Odyssey's current Chapter 11 bankruptcy plan, existing shareholders are expected to be wiped out. Uh, high-ranking creditors like Soros would be repaid with stock in the restructured company. The proposal requires bankruptcy court approval. I hope he doesn't get it, but this is just amazing. I have to acknowledge George Soros for his acumen, financial acumen, being able to discover and execute this kind of a plan, but it is very unfortunate for the media and for the... Uh, airwaves to be, you know, currently most of the shows on there are uh, conservative. They're not going to be after Soros gains control. Well, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas personally denied Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s request for a Secret Service detail to protect him as a presidential candidate. Judicial Watch, a, a conservative legal watchdog, released the records regarding Kennedy's request Tuesday after obtaining the documents through a Freedom of Information Act uh, lawsuit. <clears throat> uh, 
I decline. Here's the quote. I decline to identify candidate Kenny for the United States Secret Service protection at this time, Mayorkas told Secret Service Director Kimberly Cheadle. In a letter in July, Mayorkas said the decision was made in accordance with federal law and in consultation with Candidate Protection Advisory Committee, which concluded uh, a lot of the uh, heads of the uh, Democrat Party. Kennedy said on X, formerly Twitter, earlier this month that he requested Secret Service protection three times, all of which were denied. He is circulating a petition to demand Biden given this protection. The Secret Service, ironically, began providing protection to pol- political candidates and presidential candidates after Kennedy's father, Robert F. Kennedy, was assassinated during his 1968 White House run. It is simply despicable that Secretary Mayorkas' refusal needed Secret Service protection for Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, said Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch. This is that it took a federal FOIA or Federal Information Act lawsuit to force out this information speaks volumes. It certainly does. Judicial Watch released the documents regarding Homeland Security's denial of protection for Kennedy on the same day that the House impeached Mayorkas over his handling of the southern border crisis. Unbelievable. His father was assassinated, <clears throat> and uh, Mayorkas won't give Secret Service protection to John F. Kennedy uh, Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr., rather. Well, price increases from inflation have increased the large, largest gap since President Joe Biden took office for the amount, amount Americans' wages have increased compared to how much inflation has cost. That, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, average hourly earnings have increased moderately from 29 per hour to 34 per hour in January 2024. But when adjusted for inflation, since the beginning of Biden's term, average wages are comparably only $20.29 an hour, equating to a difference of $5.26 per hour, according to the data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Inflation has risen rapidly under Biden, with prices increasing at a total of 18% since the president took office in 2021. The inflation tax has crushed American consumers, said E.J. Antoni, a research fellow at the Heritage Foundation. Simply put, families are paying more but getting less. Businesses are in the same position, paying more for all of their inputs as well. The beneficiary is the government. Everyone should think of these higher prices as taxes paid to the Treasury, inflation is in a transfer of uh, is a transfer of wealth from people to the government, and there's no better definition of a tax than that. Can you believe that? The situation becomes even more dire for struggling Americans, where the number of hours employees are working is considered when the average hour a uh, number of hours work per week is dropping, and of course because employers are cutting back. It's a real squeeze on the American public, and it's a pure tax, according to Antoni. Uh, to the American people. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to visit with William Yateman, Senior Legal Fellow with the Pacific Legal Foundation. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabees Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. 
and now serving dinner 4 to 8 p.m. Wednesdays through Saturdays. A terrific menu. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252 252- 4541 Welcome back to the Bob Harton show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Tim Garrett, candidate for Collier County Supervisor of Elections. Tim's a 33-year resident of Collier County, a military veteran, a retired sheriff's officer, and a graduate of the FBI National Academy. He stands for Safe, Secure, Ethical Elections. Vote for Tim Garrett and check out his website, votefortimgarrett.com, paid for by Tim Garrett, Republican for Collier County, Supervisor of Elections. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Blake Day. He has a company in insurance right now. We have with us William Yateman. He is a senior legal fellow with Pacific Legal Foundation. William, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. Always a pleasure, William. Tell us about the Pacific Legal Foundation. You bet. We're a nonprofit law firm, and we defend Americans for free from government overreach and abuse. PacificLegal.org is the website. PacificLegal.org. So, William, let's get a a little bit of an update of what's happening on Capitol Hill. Let's start off with uh, Congress and the Ukraine-Israel foreign aid bill. Uh, What's the the true scoop here? (laughs) The true scoop? uh, This would be a microcosm of everything that uh, remains wrong with Congress. Um, uh, This is the bill we spoke about last week that... Uh, its predecessor, for three months, uh, there had been negotiations behind closed doors, uh, ultimately producing a bill last week. Mm-hmm. Um, when everyone read the bill, it landed with a thud. Um, it quickly dissolved uh, the entire effort. The leadership then turned around and, behind closed doors, stripped that provision of its humanitarian aid, um, leaving, I guess, a, sort of a military aid bill for the Ukraine and Israel at about $60 billion. The original bill had been about $108 billion. Um, So then that passed this week in the Senate by a 70 to 29 vote with 22 Republicans voting in favor of the bill. Um, And now the ball is in the House's court, but the the House actually uh, just went on recess. So they'll be coming back, uh, I believe it's on February uh, 28th. Um, But the long and short of it is, uh, this is this sort of behind-closed-door, uh, non-regular order process uh, is precisely what's wrong with Congress these days, and this is a demonstration of just that. I mean, there was no open deliberation on this bill. They wasted three months. Um, it was a, a bit of a political circus, um, and just now that the ball is in the House's court, uh, they're on recess. Yeah. So, and I'll note here as a total aside, no, it's actually very germane, um, if you look at the House working calendar, they're only in session for about 40% of the working days of the year. Um, so I, I think this is a nice little snapshot of, of much that is wrong with the contemporary Congress. Uh, no question about it. So, uh, and William, uh, right now, uh, <clears throat> Davis, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Johnson said that, uh, Speaker Johnson said the bill is dead on arrival, and he says we're not going to be able to do anything until we fix the border. 
Uh, quite frankly, in my opinion, uh, the uh, president could fix the border issue with executive orders just for putting back in place the, the things that he dismantled when Trump left office. But irrespective of that, uh, I don't see this. I don't see in any way that this uh, proceeds or has any traction going back after they arrive back from uh, vacation. We shall see. I mean, at this point, again, thanks to the, re, uh, the special election in New York, Speaker Johnson has, a, what is it, a, a functionally speaking, a one-vote majority, yeah. uh, you know, in a 435-member House. Um, so the situation is precarious. I don't know how much leverage Speaker Johnson has, to be quite honest with you. Um, he's demanding negotiations with President Biden, and the White House is so far demurred. Um, you know, this is a, as your question would indicate, Speaker Johnson um, uh, seems to have put his cards on the table with respect to this $60 billion effort. We shall see. Again, very fluid situation. The fact that they're on recess for 12 days certainly doesn't help, This uh, doesn't lend any clarity to this matter. Yeah. And how about continuing resolutions? It looks to me like they're not going to get back to regular order for a budget this year. So, uh probably resolve that with some sort of continuing resolution? It is. Well, so now we've switched to discussing the appropriations process, which yeah. is distinct from this uh, foreign aid bill uh, that's sort of outside the, the appropriations process. Yes. I mean, look, there has been very little information, alas, coming out of Capitol Hill with respect to what is supposed to be ongoing efforts on these 12 appropriations bills, as you say, regular order. Um, so... Uh, is, uh, uh, Speaker Johnson said that a return to regular order uh, was a big priority for him. You know, when he ascended to his speakership, um, so far I have not seen it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, before I let you go, could you give us an update on Trump's legal I issues and uh, lawfare going on? Oh, goodness gravy. Um, what Perhaps the most important one was that uh, we learned this week that Trump will become the first ever president to uh, go through a criminal trial. And this is the New York County uh, a trial. This is brought by Alvin Bragg. It's the elaborate hush money bootstrap to campaign finance charges. Um, jury selection was slated to start on March 25th. Again, that's right in the middle of the campaign season. Um, there is no appeal for something for a decision like this. This is wholly within the discretion of a judge that of scheduling when the trial should begin. And I'll just note that Trump, uh, his quote here, and I'm quoting directly, he said, I'll be here during the day and I'll be campaigning during the night. Yeah. Um, and the, that is where we are in 2024 in America, um, interestingly. So interesting indeed. And uh, did you watch any or did you see any of uh, Fonnie Willis's testimony yesterday? I did indeed. Um, it, it, it was, uh, so this is the Fulton County proceedings regarding as to whether or not she should be disqualified and the prosecutor she appointed Nathan Wade um, for these uh, election, uh, the allegations of election stealing. And uh, 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 the basis of the disqualification, as I'm sure your listeners have heard, would be their, uh, the fact that they were in a relationship. Um, and she had very combative testimony yesterday. Uh, it is very difficult to read the tea leaves on this one. Mm. Um, and there's, there'll be another day of hearings today, and then we can expect uh, some sort of ruling from the judge soon thereafter. And I understand that they've now subpoenaed her father to come in. He's going to testify today because she said that he advised her to always keep six months of cash in the, uh, you know, in her home. So we'll see if he uh, decides to support that. It, well, it was uh, indeed it's it's become quite messy. And I'll note this: Trump's name wasn't mentioned once. Yeah. I mean, it, this is a remarkable sideshow, um, and it does uh, perhaps uh, put some question to at, at least the wisdom of. D.A. Willis's prosecution thus far. Absolutely. Again, William Yateman, Senior Legal Fellow with the Pacific Legal Foundation. PacificLegal.org is the website. William, really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. Always a pleasure indeed. All right, coming up in a visit. Whoops, I didn't mean to do that yet. <laughs> Come have a good visit with Blake Day of Blake uh, uh, Insurance and, and Consulting. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden uh, Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. You have questions about your retirement? 
Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Thanks so much for listening to The Bob Harden Show. Are you seeking new customers or contacts for your business? Why not promote your business to our loyal listeners? Join Johnson's Air Conditioning, Blue Provence, the Collier Senior Center, Lulabee's Diner, and many others who've been advertising on the show, in many cases, for years. The rates are reasonable, and there's no required long-term commitments or contracts. Let me help you promote your business to our loyal listeners here on The Bob Harden Show. Visit the website, bobharden.com, or send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. That's bobharden at hotmail.com. Welcome back to The Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. Right now, we have Blake Day. Blake is a uh, with uh, Day Adjusting and Consulting. He wrote a column for Florida Weekly, and we want to talk to him about it. Blake, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. No, happy to be here. Thank you, Blake. Tell us about uh, Day Adjusting and Consulting. Yeah, so we're a public adjusting firm that advocates for homeowners uh, anytime they have a disputed property insurance claim. Um, my background is I spent uh, about 11 years working on the carrier side as a licensed independent adjuster in the state of Florida. So I was working for all the big box uh, retail insurance companies you see out there in the commercials. They would send me out, do the inspections on the property. Uh, right around Hurricane Irma time, I actually uh, went from working for the carrier side to actually representing the public and the policyholder side. So I've been on both sides of the industry. Uh, we started the firm. We've grown uh, to one of the largest uh, actual uh, public adjusting firms in the state of Florida and one of the larger ones in the country now, and we're based out of Naples, Florida. Very good. Again, day adjusting and consulting. Now, uh, Blake, uh, the, as I understand it, the Florida legislature was looking for ways to uh, reduce in- the cost of insurance in the state of Florida because it's been excessive, and we know that there's been problems with fraud. So they uh, actually uh, changed the law to a one-year insurance claim statute. Maybe you could tell us about it and what the problems are might be with that. The biggest problems that we're seeing right now is uh, property insurance claims in the state of Florida take a lot longer than other states to actually get settled. You know, our firm represents thousands of claims here in Southwest Florida ever since uh, Hurricane Ian came through. And just in the last few weeks, we've been settling large groups of claims. And we're here almost a year and a half after the uh, date of loss from when the storm came through and claims are finally getting settled. Um, Other big issues that we've been seeing is, you know, we've had a pretty rainy, dry season, kind of abnormal Mm -hmm. in a lot of... uh, large commercial building owners or even residential homeowners that didn't know that they had issues with their either doors or windows are coming down here for season and finding, oh my goodness, you know, I have a ceiling that collapsed in a bathroom. I've got water that was pouring in a window. Um, You know, what do I do? And obviously a lot of these people uh, are noticing these damages well after the storm. Um, Another big issue that we're seeing, you know, it takes so long to get these claims settled by the time a homeowner does find a contractor and they actually find the building material because doors, windows, and even some roofing materials are still in very short supply ever since COVID, by the time they actually start to work, they are well after the 18-month window that the new law has set for any kind of supplements. So for an example, homeowner starts on their roof or starts on their window project or all of their interior damages finally, and they realize that there's maybe some major electrical issues from water that got behind the drywall. Well, we're so far after because it took so long to settle the claim that, you know, homeowners are going to be left in a spot with future storms that if these same situations continue to happen, they won't be able to submit that supplement to the insurance company. and They're going to be out of pocket for that. 
Um, and the problem we see currently is with the way the new law is, insurance companies aren't incentivized to settle these claims quickly. They're better off dragging them on for a year, knowing by the time the homeowner actually starts the work, they'll never have a chance to send in supplements to the insurance company. Therefore, the insurance company is going to save you know, millions and millions of dollars mm. of claims they don't have to fully pay. Well, that sounds uh, unfair. Is there some sort of appeals process? Is there some way that the homeowners and others can somehow uh, get some relief because of this? What I would like to see is a state like Louisiana just had some uh, new laws they implemented where, yes, they shorten the time you have to submit a supplement or submit a claim after a major event. But for the supplements, that timer doesn't actually start until the insurance company fully settles your claim. So, for example, we're uh, handling some Wingate Wyndham hotels in Louisiana uh, from a hurricane they had a few years back. However long it takes the insurance company to settle the claim, let's say it settles today, you know, two years after a storm event happened. Now that 18 months that you have to file a supplement begins from the time your claim settles. The issue we have in Florida is that 18 months starts from the day the loss happened. While simultaneously, that's also the same time frame you have the one year to file the claim. So, again, if the insurance company stretches out how long it takes them to actually pay your claim, that 18-month window is always going to be missed. Therefore, the insurance company is never going to have to worry about paying a supplement on your claim. That's so interesting. And doesn't it take a while sometimes to find out that the roof really has been damaged and, uh, and needs repair? That is the biggest problem. I actually uh, flew in uh, from Atlanta last night. We were flown out there. Uh, one of the largest movie studios in Georgia called us because they have a disputed insurance claim. And the reason it's disputed is they've been filming movies out there ever since a large hailstorm last March. About three months ago, uh, they started having major water leaks that destroyed millions of dollars of uh, equipment that they actually use on the studio set. And once they had roofers and engineers get up on the roof, they said, oh my gosh, you have you know, significant damage from a hailstorm. You know, hail and wind and a lot of these damages, especially on commercial roofing, sometimes that water actually gets trapped in the membrane or the insulation board that protects and helps insulate your building up in the attic area. And what happens is that water gets trapped, and over time, it slowly starts to release. And by the time it does, and it gets all the way through your building, sometimes it can be 6, 8, 10, 12 months before that water shows up, sometimes even longer, depending on the building material. And that's the big issue with a lot of uh, commercial owners and a lot of uh, seasonal residents that come down here. They don't find out these damages until they come back for the next season. Well, that next season's a year later, yeah. and some of these people are finding <clears throat> significant damage, and they miss that year window. Now, one of the problems, of course, is the reason why the, the legislation was passed is because uh, <clears throat> uh, homeowners would say it's time for a new roof. They'd get an adjuster in or uh, get an insurance company to come in and uh, assess the situation and say, well, this is clearly a problem that created by Ian and therefore uh, seeking insurance claims perhaps that weren't even justified. The big problem we have that I'm really happy that you know the local politicians did address is the problem of the AOB, the Assignment of Benefits. What you had is fly-by-night roofing companies that would come into Florida from other states. They would have you sign your rights away to a claim, mm -hmm. and then they would actually step in and handle the claims process. And there was a lot of fraud that was going on there. So luckily, they did address that, and they actually made it now illegal to have the assignment of benefits. The problem is, is the pendulum swung a bit too far because now it affects the everyday homeowner, especially you know in southwest Florida, our seasonal residents who come back the following season to find significant damage to the property. Mm -hmm. So I agree with what they did, you know, trying to get rid of the insurance fraud by eliminating AOB. I think that was a great move. But as with most things, the, the overreaction, I think, is what we saw. And what it, where it leaves is homeowners and business owners who have property um, are noticing damages a year later, and now they can't get that addressed. Indeed. So, Blake, uh, uh, we heard about what happened in Louisiana and the corrections they made. What is your recommendation for our legislation today in terms of uh, addressing this problem? The, the two big things that I'd like to see is that I think we should extend it back to a two-year time frame um, and also extend how long we have to file the supplements. A again, you know, we've got thousands of claims that we represent here in southwest Florida, and a lot of our larger claims, you know, the larger tile communities and uh, gated neighborhoods, those claims are so large and so complex, and there's such a shortage of structural engineers that we need to go out and address these damages and put these reports together. Oftentimes, it takes a year to even settle a larger claim. Mm -hmm. so I'd like to see the deadline for both the supplements and filing a new claim get extended. Um, you know, an, another issue that we've seen that I'd like to get addressed 
is, you know, obviously litigation in Florida. You know, litigation in Florida drags on and it eats up cost. Uh, we'd like to see some alternative dispute resolution tools put into insurance policies. Um, one tool that Florida has in some policies, but not all because it's not required, is what they call the appraisal process. That is basically where each side has independent state certified appraisers that come out and set the value of the loss. It's basically an alternative to having to file a lawsuit. It saves litigation costs for the insurance company. It cut down, cuts down time for homeowners and business owners. Um, so just different things we can do to either avoid litigation or just make sure, you know, Floridians are taken care of after a loss. Thank you, Blake, for that. Uh, do you have a website? Yeah, it's uh, dayadjusting.com. Um, you can Google us. We, we've been featured in uh, magazines and uh, news publications such as Bloomberg and then local here. Uh, I write a lot of opinion pieces and always try to give homeowners some guidance just again because we've been on both sides. You know, we've been on the insurance side. We've been on the uh, policyholder side. And uh, we try to give insight and try to point people in the right direction. Outstanding. Blake, I really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, have a great day. You as well. Thank you so much. All right, coming up, Matt Chionis. Matt is a, uh, has a regional real estate practice with his wife, Megan, uh, and very dynamic team with really, really interesting ideas. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the uh, Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal was the successful launch of Hillsdale College Varney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. In a terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy has already opened here in Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website Optima.Foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.Optima.Foundation. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences and just completing a 44,000 square foot performing arts center in downtown Naples. is going to be absolutely beautiful. You can find out more and get tickets to upcoming performances by visiting the website golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to be visiting Professor Larry Bell. Right now we have with us Matt Chionis. He is a member of the Matt and uh, Megan Chionis uh, uh, real estate team with Gulf Coast International Properties. Matt, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on the broadcast. Always uh, a pleasure, Matt. And uh, I want to talk to you about what's happening in real estate here in the local market. Now, the word is that the real estate... That, uh, Mortgage rates have started to go back up, chug up, and it's starting to hamper sales across the nation. But uh, uh, the Paradise Coast is different, isn't it? 
Yes, we are relatively insulated many times from interest rates and different factors. So tell us, what is your appraisal? What are your thoughts about the market right now? Absolutely. And, you know, season is in full swing, and that's really a high time for this market. And, you know, the market's really normalized in many ways that we we're forecasting. Um, so, Bob, perhaps I, I hit a couple data points really quickly for the, the analytical listeners, but today might be good to touch on the most important part of this market and how to navigate it, which is the psychology of the current market. You, yeah. know, you can talk numbers all day long, but what's the, the perspective and the, the psychology of it? So, you know, the overall theme, Bob, is that the Paradise Coast metrics are just back to normal, but prices are still substantially higher. So a couple of the quick data points kind of overall maple, these are as of December, because uh, data is not fully compiled until the end of the subsequent month. So typically we'll get January towards the end of February, because they have to pull from so many sources. So they, and they audit the data to make sure that everything we're relaying is accurate and, uh, and no opinions, just, just stats. And so year over year, you know, the inventory continues to climb in overall Naples. Uh, new listings are up 12%. Overall pending sales are down 15 to 16%. Days on market is up by 20%. But median prices are up by 10%. And, you know, Naples has so many sub-markets. And so, you know, looking at Pelican Bay, for example, specifically, which is our favorite neighborhood, you know, the median price for Pelican Bay is actually up 4% year over year. The number of listings are absolutely up. Uh, the number of pending sales, here's a, an interesting one. We saw in December, there was a little bit of a dip, but the preliminary data shows for January, the number of pending sales, which is super important. That shows the activity. Yeah. All sales are great. We want to see what's, what are actually accepting offers. Uh, nearly, actually, yeah, tripled in January. So we're, we're seeing days on market are up. And it's just back to normal where days on market right now are in the 60 days or so for Pelican Bay. Well, historically, days on market for Pelican Bay are between 80 to 90. So we're, we're kind of getting just back to normal. But, you know, that, that's the theme. But the psychology of it, Bob, is so important because, you know, Megan and I both have master's degrees in psychology. I went to Baylor University. My wife went to Wheaton College for her master's. You know, we, we hear people daily talk about prices are plummeting in the market this, market that. You know, is data always in arrears? Well, of course. Um, but buyers are writing offers and paying solid prices. It just needs to make sense. It needs to be fair market value. And even when someone talks to me about price decreases, you know, Bob, the perspective is that properties are decreasing to the comps what they should be selling for. And then they're selling That's, I mean, to me, that's the definition of a healthy market where okay. there's actually logic and sense to pricing in the home, you know, the value of a home. These are good things. Um, so but, when you, when you uh, kind of talk about uh, the psychology of the market, to me, it sounds like you've described a seller's market in the, in the sense that uh, people want to come down here and there's a, a more demand than there is supply. Yes, demand is still very, very high. We are seeing our migration data continue to increase the amount of people that we, we call it baby boomer group two. And that is the wealthiest group of baby boomers. It was the youngest kind of 50% of the baby boomers. And that's an incredibly wealthy group. They are beginning to slow down. Uh, maybe their last few years of their careers, the kids are either all in college or out of the house or they're about to be. And they're kind of evaluating. I, I want to get out of my high tax state and out of the snow and, you know, get somewhere, get down to the Paradise Coast. And they're looking at that saying, I can maybe work remote. We have a lot of our clients that are retired, but they sit on a board. And so they can still just stay active. You know, we have clients that sit on boards that make a million dollars a year just by being advisors and consulting by the pool, oh, yeah. <laughs> sitting consulting. So, yeah, we're seeing that the inventory is still way down historically, but demand is still increasing. So, you know, that theme, it just it just doesn't feel, though, like it should. You know, I'm with buyers and sellers every day and talking to people about the market. And so why do we feel this way? And it's, it's called contrast. You know, picture going, 
you're going to go on a road trip and you're going a hundred miles an hour towards something, towards your destination. And then suddenly you have to go 60 miles an hour for a while. You feel like you're crawling. Mm -hmm. Now picture if you were going 20 miles an hour and then you could suddenly go to a hundred miles an hour, you'd feel like you're flying, but or sorry, you'd go 60 miles an hour. You'd feel like you're flying, but 60 miles an hour is still 60 miles an hour. So the, the metrics are still the metrics, but yeah. prices up. So we're just in a nicer car getting to where we're going to, but getting from point A to point B, it simply takes longer. It's a more of an emotional ride right now. And you know, there's the perspective uh, that's so important. And we do have some challenges, Bob, in our market. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it's all about that, that perspective. We do have things like insurance. We have headwinds like that, rising HOA and condo dues. Uh, there are more options for buyers, but the metric is still, it's just optics, but pricing is stable for the most part. And we've essentially returned to pre-COVID metrics. So interesting. I read this morning that uh, the average holding time for uh, a baby boomer for their home is over 20 years, <laughs> which is remarkable to me when you think about how the velocity of how turning over stock. So, uh, you know, our home is typically our most valuable investment, but nevertheless, uh, and of course, people are holding on to them because of rising interest rates and a number of other factors. But it seems to me there is going to be some sort of a dam just releasing here uh, when interest rates come back down. It'll be it'll be very, very interesting, especially if they hit six, even if they get below six. So that will be that will be a very interesting market for a lot of people. Absolutely. So, uh, Matt, could you tell us about your practice and why why do business with Matt and uh, Megan Chionis? Absolutely, we appreciate that. Well, what Megan and I offer and our team, we now have a growing team. We offer concierge services that are complementary to working with us. So we offer complimentary home watch and management and several other services of renovation oversight. Uh, renovation concierge, all complimentary. So we have all these services because we believe buyers on the Paradise Coast deserve these services. And when we list a property, we offer these services to a buyer to make your property more attractive. We're actually hours away from sending, setting our eighth sales record, and we have another pending record actually in Pelican Bay that will be our ninth sales record. So uh, we work ex- extremely hard for market knowledge, but the concierge services have, have really differentiated us in this market. Thank you for that. And how, how do we reach you? You can definitely reach me on my cell, 239-269-5310. Or if you'd like to talk to Megan, her number is 239-269-5301. Matt, I really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, Bob. Thank you for your broadcast. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. We're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice are the popular Eden Bar, the Intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes
includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. They help prepare elected officials to have winning strategies in their elected offices. And you can find out more by visiting thefga.org. We have with us Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston Space Architecture, author of a a dozen books, his latest, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design. It is a terrific read. He also writes his column for Newsmax.com. It's called On Point. Professor, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. And Bob, it's always a pleasure to be on. Thank you so much. It's always my pleasure, Professor. And your latest column is, Will Heiden-Biden Tactic Eventually Catch Up to Dems? Certainly appears all... That it's pretty much catching up, but maybe you could tell us about your thoughts. Yeah, I was reflecting this morning before before we, uh, you know you contacted me again, and I was thinking about the the global optics of what's going on in this country and the prosecutorial election interference, and you know the you know the uh, obvious uh, duplicitous justice system we have where. You know, we're we're going to have the we're going to witness uh, Trump standing in one trial or another before one court or another throughout the throughout the election season, and these are, you know, these are very weak, uh, obviously, uh, affect you know attempts to affect the election and election interference, and 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 I. I think it's probably it's backfiring on the on the Democrats and the you know the instigators I think in the White House and so on, but nevertheless it's it's really uh, scandalous and you, you know on one hand you have these this court theater going on where even if it plays to Trump's favor because it's probably the best uh, uh, campaign uh, uh, evidence that we need Trump. On the other hand, is is so uh, treacherously disruptive and and and, and banana republic yes. style, you know, uh, effort that that even if it benefits Trump, is is a great injustice to America. And we see the, you know, and we think of the international optics of this. And one hand, I don't I don't care that much about international optics. I think we need to. Be concerned with our, you know, how we view things. But on the other hand, we we see, and obviously, uh, mentally you know, deficient president struggling to, you know, to uh, uh, hold some some credibility because because the Democrats have have no bench; they have no one to replace him with. And we so we have the spectacle of this uh, uh, dundering president who is being protected at all costs, and of course the. The her report, which basically said, "Well, you know, he's he's too senile to stand stand trial, but you know, then by implication, he's he's okay to run the country and have his you know control of the nuclear button and so on." So, what's what's going on? You know, the the optics absolutely are are horrible, but the realities are even worse. And and we think of you know what's happened to our justice system, and we yeah. when then we when we re- reverse the tape, we go back to you know the you know the twenty twenty election and you know the, the hiding of the laptop by the FBI you know Hunter's laptop and and uh, all the other <clears throat> egregious you know the fifty one intelligence officials that treated that as Russian inter you know Russian inter- in disinformation and interference and so on uh, this this spectacle is just absolutely horrendous and it's and it's, it should be a huge wake up call. And I think, in some senses, it is because the the, the notion that can they continue to hide this, I'm, I'm doubtful. But but people have been sleepwalking through this, and and I hope it's a wake up. 
I do as well, uh, Professor, and I must say I saw the column yesterday that <clears throat> the uh, now the uh, CIA and the FBI, they've been implicated in the, the cover-up in the, uh, the, the whole uh, uh, Russian complicity uh, attacks that occurred uh, back in the beginning of 2020 or 2019. And uh, they, they've actually got, they, they say now that they've been, they had encouraged the, the big five, I guess it's called, the, the uh, CIA, the uh, UK, the Australia, different uh, intelligence agencies across the world to uh, supply information about 26 uh, 26 of the members of the uh, 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 Trump campaign. And in other words, they were using their apparatus for political purposes, which is just beyond the pale. Well, we, you know, Trump Trump was essentially saying that, saying we've, I've, been, I've been spied on, and, and of course, uh, you know, the, the left-wing media, the poo-poo, and so you don't have any evidence of that. Well, Apparently, he did have some evidence. You know, leaks are prevalent in, in, in Washington, and so you can't imagine that Trump wouldn't be the recipient of some of those leaks. So, right. so, so it's it, the, the tragic thing is it comes as no surprise to us yeah. that you know we saw the cover up of you know Hillary's uh, thirty three thousand whatever emails that were deleted and bleach bit and 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 so on, and and we you know we've. We've seen, and you know, is the whole Russian collusion thing and the fabricated P tapes and everything else that went with it. And I, I think we're we've become kind of numb to this. It's sort of become the, you know, the you know the new the new standard and the new normal. And and it you think going back a decade, this would this would have been unimaginable. Yeah. So true, and uh, I don't know if you saw uh, any of the testimony yesterday on Fannie Willis and her uh, lover. Did you see any of that? Yeah, it was entertaining, at least. <laughs> it was. But, you know, I think the contrast between President uh, Donald Trump and uh, this woman who has, just it's hard to believe she has a law degree, it's just unbelievable how, how they've manufactured and put together these cases against President Trump using, I think, probably the, the least talented people to, to uh, take on this challenge. Well, you've got, you've got that, and you've got the Stormy Daniels trials coming up, and then you've got you know, the real estate that, you know, trial that suggests that Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million only, and yeah. on and on and on. And, and so... Between the embarrassment of the of the prosecutors and and you know and the brag who's letting you know uh, immigrant assault cases go you know go up back out on the street and and yet you're prosecuting a you know a president for you know for something every everyone that sells property does is try to get the best price for their property and with you know so it's just really become a clown show and and. And it's terrifying, uh, you know, the latest thing I guess we've heard is that with regard to the her report and Biden tried to sound so offended that his son Bo's death came up, you know, in terms of his not remembering the date. Now it, 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 it appears that he's the one that brought it up, you know, during testimony, not, not her. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's so ugly and it would be comical. I mean, even the, even the, the, the clown show yesterday with, you know, with, uh, you know, the Georgia case, it'd be comical, except that when you think of, this is, this is after all, a country that, that you know, our whole uh, justice system has been absolutely uh, ridiculed. And, 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 uh, and, and this is what we're, if this precedent stands, um, you know, and, and we, we use third world tactics to, you know, to uh, uh, rig elections, which is exactly what's going on. Uh, it, it, it's it's really uh, t a terrifying future for our country. It is indeed. And Professor, just really appreciate your commentary on the show. I want to refer our listeners to Newsmax.com. Check out uh, Larry Bell's column, On Point. Will hit Biden tactic eventually catch up to the Dems? I think so. Professor, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. 
And Bob, thank you so much. I always appreciate it. Thank you, Professor. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got some great guests for Monday's show, including Mark Schulman, the founder and publisher of HistoryCentral.com, John Miltimore, who is the editor-at-large for Fee.org, and Jim McTagg, former Barron's Washington Bureau Chief, will be with us as well. I hope you make it a great day and weekend on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>